G'day and welcome to another edition of the Big W Podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier of a star-stacked and packed program coming up for you. We've got Ian Hovey, the Vice President of the club, to join us fairly shortly. And also Jack Fitzpatrick, our assistant midfield coach and ruck coach, will be on the line soon to tell us about the big win on the weekend. But I'll tell you a little about the big win on the weekend, and that was Werribee 15-10-100 to uh, Port Melbourne 10 13 73. Bennett with five, DeClace two, Riccardi two, Gribble, Kemp, Maishman, House, Henderson, and Coglin all kicking goals. And uh, the best player list uh, in the papers you would have seen was uh, Bennett, Henderson, Spencer, Riccardi, Maishman, and Kemp. But a good win by the boys. Got out of the blocks a little better this time. Uh, four goals in the first quarter, another four in the second quarter, four in the third quarter, and finished with uh, three goals, three in the last quarter to make sure we got those four points and uh, keep our season going along very nicely. And our podcast, of course, is brought to you by our terrific sponsors. That's the Australian Building Company. They uh, are bringing you homes for unbelievable prices. Check out their 99k offer, which is on at the moment for first-home buyers, and it is a really good time to buy. And you can check out their Display Village. That's at uh, New Haven Display Village in Tarnit. Uh, also, Churnside's by the River, where events live, including our auction coming up on the 3rd of August. Uh, you can check out the Facebook page, the website, whether it's a wedding, and there's a couple of those coming up soon, birthday party or, you know, events like uh, footy club functions, just give uh, give the office a call on 97416688 and uh, you get all the details of uh, what you can and, can not, and can't do at Churnsides by the River. Correa Waste Manager, another great sponsor, 1300 267 4696, that's correawm.com.au. Uh, their mantra is uh, efficient, clean and sustainable waste management services. And, of course, Skybus, speaking of clean, efficient and uh, sustainable, they'll get you uh, faster, frequently and uh, more affordably to the airport. Uh, so uh, support them, Skybus. They've got a, a particularly good offer on too for uh, Werribee members. We've got a lot to, to get through on this podcast. Uh, Ian Hovey, our Vice President, joining us shortly. But let's talk about the, uh, the game from the weekend with one of our coaching panel. On the Big W Podcast, let's uh, get to uh, Jack Fitzpatrick, of course, is a member of our coaching panel, is the assistant midfield coach and the ruck coach. Hello, Jack. How are you, mate? Very well, thanks, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. Smiling after the weekend. It was a good performance from the boys. It was a, it was a, a must-win game. It was. It was a must-win game in many factors in terms of, I mean, the obvious one is the fact that, you know, it uh, sort of helps us in our, in our hunt for finals, but also just to stem... Uh, a little bit of a losing streak that we had where we felt like we were doing a lot of things right and just not quite getting across the line. So uh, it was good to sort of break that uh, negative momentum, if you will, uh, also sort of help in our quest for finals. And as you said, it's always nice to be smiling on a Monday. <laughs> Jack, and you would have been in this situation as a player. You can play in a lot of games and you get really close. You don't quite get there. But then all of a sudden you turn one of those, one of those small losses into a win and it can really get your momentum going. It's a massive difference, Kev. Uh, and, and I was involved at Hawthorne in 2016. Um, they'd won three in a row. And then that year, they made the top four. Um, and it was the season they won. It was something like eight games by 10 points or less. Um, and, and to be honest, in quite a few of those games, Hawthorne probably didn't deserve to win, but they just kept doing things right. And it was almost different for us. that we, Every game we've lost this season has been less than 17 points or less. Yeah. And we actually feel like we're doing most things right. And in some of them, we're probably a bit unlucky to lose. But at the same time, it does become a bit of a trend. Uh, rather than saying, you know, you can't say you're unlucky seven times. 
Yeah. Uh, it starts to become a bit of your brand or identity, I suppose. So, you know, to be challenged in the last quarter and then to get back to two goals, there might have been one or, one or two people going, oh, no, not again. But, uh, yeah, to really rally in that last quarter with one player down and a pretty important one in Matt Hanson was, was pretty pleasing. Yep, and, and the belief that brings to the group now is uh, terrific. And you could see that with the celebrations in the room after. Huge. Uh, I mean, you know, the celebrations are helped by the fact that it was a past players day and we had a lot of those guys who might have had one or two beers during the game come and join <laughs> in. But um, as you said, the belief that gets taken out of it in terms of, you know, Matt Hanson doesn't play in the second half. Michael sort of Marco, our captain, uh, didn't play at all. And Michael Barlow, uh, you know, our most experienced player, our assistant coach and probably our best on-field leader, uh, didn't play as well. So the belief that we can, you know, do a lot of positive stuff without relying on those guys is, is once again really important. I know, uh, speaking to Michael Barlow upstairs uh, too, when we spoke to the past players and the, and the members for the Members Appreciation Day, he mentioned that uh, that you and he had put it on uh, on the on the midfield group that uh, the start of the game was really important and that was like from the first bounce we needed to uh, send a message. Were you happy with the way that played out? Yeah, it was. We, we skinned to the breeze in the first quarter and it was pretty strong and uh, as I'm sure you're aware and I'm sure listeners are aware, uh, our first quarters haven't been our strong suit this season and Far too many games have been playing catch-up from four or five goals down and, and just falling short. So uh, to kick in through the breeze and, and only be a goal down come, come quarter, Tom was once again pretty pleasing. And we just thought that was, you know, it was put on our midfield group to, uh, to be more competitive and to just, uh, you know, kick, fight, scrag, pinch, or you know, Ben Stratton might not agree with that. But do whatever you can just to make sure that, you know, we get to quarter time when we're in the game rather than having to catch up. Yeah, it makes a, a hell of a difference. And Bennett's uh, performance up, up forward makes a hell of a difference too when you've got a bloke kicking five goals. He was very impressive, uh, very impressive indeed. He, it's actually, I don't believe it's a career high. I think he kicked six, he uh, six one game yeah. last year against Frankston. So he can be a goal kicker and he does rack up some really impressive numbers uh, playing at his local club when he's playing uh, in the Geelong League. So it was really pleasing for him to have a, a really dominant game. He was certainly the dominant player on the ground. He's probably, a, you know, um, sort of a, a midfielder, but at the moment we've got such strong midfield depth that he doesn't get as much time as he perhaps wants and, and potentially deserves. So he's sort of thrown around the ground a little bit, but as I said, he was a dominant player on the ground on the weekend and probably the difference between the two teams. Tyler Watts uh, made his uh, debut as a 23rd player. He's a big boy. He's a big strapping young fellow. Jack, what do you what do you see as the potential in him? Uh, from my point of view, uh, Kev, it's always good to have another 200 centimetre player in the team, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, if I had my way, we'd have 23 of them playing each week. <laughs> but, um, so he, he certainly showed a lot of positive signs. I mean, he's such an athletic and fast uh, player, particularly for someone his size. Uh, undoubtedly, um, you know, needs to put on some weight, and, and I think his actual rack craft itself uh, it certainly needs a bit of work, but you know he, he got nine tackles on the weekend, and, and for a 200 centimetre player in his first game, that, that's a really special thing to do. So um, I think sometimes as well, what can happen with these players, you'll look at him and go, oh gee, he's 200 centimetres, bang, automatically he's a ruckman. Uh, I actually see potentially he's, he's a, him as a positive, uh, a really positive forward type player that sort of is that second ruckman in the years coming forward. Almost like, a, and, and I'm certainly not um, saying he's going to be as good as, but almost a Justin Westoff in terms of when oh, he yeah. started. He was so skinny but so tall. Uh, and most people probably look at, yeah, he should play in the ruck. But he has got those attributes. He can be a leading forward. He's got a good reach. He knows how to mark the ball and is a pretty good user. So 
Uh, he certainly will play in the racket stages, and, and there's a lot of work to do with him in that regard. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him become a really positive forward player for us in the future as well. He, he seemed pretty nimble uh, in terms of uh, you know uh, being able to get to what they called you know good below his knees and stuff. Yeah, look, he's really clean. Uh, he he is really really quick, particularly for a player of his size. So to get nine tackles, oh, we were absolutely delighted. Uh, again, there's certainly some improvement to come from him uh, in his rut craft uh, once he gets bigger and stronger physically. Um, but at the same time, we don't want him to get too big because I think his athleticism is certainly his best attribute. And look, that's, uh, I guess, uh, the beauty of the 23rd player rule is that uh, that he gets a taste. Yeah, absolutely. For, for him to you know come from playing under 18 footy last year, uh, to be on our list and then continually improving by training with the guys week in, week out, uh, you know, Darcy Bennett has played a couple of games. He's, you know, a 200-plus centimetre player. And Tyler Watts is just a little bit younger, but uh, he's another 200-centimetre player. So, I mean, moving forward for us, that can only be a positive. Absolutely. And uh, a few of them got a, a bit of a run in the uh, in the Young Guns game that was on beforehand, which was good news too. Hey, another big uh, week. Every week's a big week. But this week, another chance to uh, maybe uh, notch up another win with Frankston at home. 100% Kev and, and I think you know we've, the next two games we've got Frankston and, and Coburg and they're really dangerous games in that on paper everyone would probably look at that and go oh wherever you'll win that ticket off move on uh, we've played both teams before this year uh, both teams are certainly going better than their win-loss for Jeff uh, and they you know they deserve a lot of respect uh, much like us they're standalone teams they're, they're fighting um, you know to for a bit of pride, um, and as I said, their win-loss record probably doesn't show how well they've been going. Um, they've been really competitive in games, probably just letting themselves down in patches, not dissimilar to us in the last three to four weeks where we just weren't quite getting the win. So as I said, a lot of people might look at this one and just pencil in a win for us and move on, but that's not the case, and we'll certainly be showing them the respect they deserve. Good on you, Jack. Appreciate your time. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on the Big W Podcast. Always good to join you, Kevin. Thanks for having me, mate. On the Big W Podcast, chance for us to uh, go behind the scenes of the footy club and meet some of the people that uh, you don't often uh, get a chance to uh, to see or hear about. And one of those is our Vice President, Ian Hovey, who joins me now. Hello, Hoves. Welcome. Hello, Kev. Thank you very much. Good to be with you. Uh, now, take us back. When did you join the board? Uh, it seems a long time ago now, but I reckon it was around about 2012, 2013. Yes, uh, I think uh, John Nickel was uh, keen to get some new blood on the board, and uh, he approached me, and uh, and uh, after a bit of deliberation, I uh, finally got there. <laughs> uh, now, your background is in is in IT and is in, uh, I guess uh, we could say, uh, local government uh, with the Brimbank Council back in the day. Um, uh, so uh, in terms of your portfolio on the board these days, what's that in, in uh, sort of encompass? Well, I've had a couple of, uh, a couple of different um, portfolios, I guess you could say, and uh, not necessarily just me on my own, but there's a couple of uh, others who've uh, shared it with me. But... Um, uh, in in the past, I've been involved with the football side of things, and uh, that's when John Lamont was uh, was the coach. Uh, I I, um, I had a bit of a portfolio there, yep. uh, but in recent times, it's been more around um, uh, generating new income for the club, and also uh, working on um, uh, other things like uh, memorabilia, and uh, and also uh, doing some work with. Um, Additional 
facilities for the club. As you know, uh, as you know, uh, we uh, we've got a new facility there, a twelve million dollar new facility, uh, and uh, whilst it's a fantastic, uh, uh, fantastic new building, it's only stage one, and um, and we think that we need to improve our facilities throughout continue to improve them and like uh, adding a new scoreboard and uh, upgrading our lighting, um, uh, having better interchange benches and uh, improving the surface of the ground. It, it's meant to be a uh, an elite sporting hub for the community and we want it to continue to be that way. Yeah, and uh, with everything, and uh, you know, we know with our own homes and whatever it is, as soon as you build it, it's already out of date, so you've got to update it. I wanted to talk to you about the memorabilia thing because we actually last weekend gave the public and, and lots of us the chance to see it for the first time in all its glory, and it's not, not a finished job yet, but, uh, geez, it makes an enormous impact when you walk up those stairs and, and you look to your left-hand side and you see that, that fantastic honour board. Yeah, thanks, Kev. Uh, it, it's taken a little bit of time. As you know, so we've been in the new building around about 16, 17 months now, and until recently, it didn't really look like a football club inside, at least. Um, uh, and there was growing pressure, I guess, from members and supporters uh, to um, put up some of our old club photos and honour boards in, in, in the very, on various walls around the building. And so we set ourselves a task, I guess, several months ago um, when Mark Penaluna and I started working with council and talking to council about identifying uh, some of the internal areas that we could add memorabilia to. I'm happy to say that uh, the first stage of that, as you said, uh, that work was completed last week. Um, we've got the honour board up. Uh, it's a modern design. It's not like the old wooden honour boards that we, we had in the old building and like most football clubs have. It's very modern. It's got the black and yellow stripes, the colours of the club. Uh, and it contains uh, historical information about our captains, our coaches, our best and fairest, uh, er- everything that um, is important since the club was formed in 1965. Um, uh, so in addition to the honour board, we've also uh, been uh, working very uh, uh, very busily uh, on the co- in the corridor adjacent to the coaches and the officials' boxes. Um, We've hung photos, old photos of best and fairest winners and, and our legends of the club. We've also put frames up containing collage of photos from from 1965, the uh, you know the first year of our uh, uh, of our club. Um, and uh, we've also got other individual award photos, including our listing trophy winners, such as um, uh, Anthony Eames, uh, James Podsiadley, Paul Saddley. Uh, Michael Frost and Ben Ross. There are five listen trophy winners that we've got hung up on the wall as well. I refer to it as as the Wall of Fame, Ken. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, and and as you said, the the past players day last Saturday, we uh, we gave the, the past players and other other uh, visitors a chance to have a look uh, at some of the stuff that we've uh, put up, and uh, there were some extremely positive comments about uh, about that. So. So we're, we're heading in the right direction, but there's still a fair bit of work to do. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, I mean, it's a work in progress all the way through, which is it's the way a footy clubs should be and the way they are. And we're adding to that history each and every time. I mean, we've only got that one cup in that uh, in the cabinet in terms of a premiership cup, so we want to add to that at some stage soon too. Well, absolutely. On that uh, wall of fame, as I referred to before, we've got, uh, uh, we've got a, a section refer, uh, basically that relates to our premiership team photos. And there's only five team photos there. 
Uh, and only one of those is, uh, is a senior uh, premiership uh, team, and the others are reserves and one under-19 one, I think. And uh, so we need to build on that, obviously. That's um, something that's up to uh, uh, the players and the coaches, but uh, hopefully we will add many, many more team photos to that particular section of the memorabilia. And, um, and hopefully it won't be too long before that happens. We have some other plans. Uh, Kev uh, in place, uh, stage two, three, and all that sort of thing. We want to be able to adorn some of our walls with uh, life-size images of some of our past champions, uh, particularly those who have been drafted to the AFL. And I'm referring to players like Ben Brown and uh, Michael Barlow yep. and, uh, and so on. And we want to be able to sort of highlight the fact that if, when people come, when visitors come to our facility, they say, oh, I didn't realise that he played for Werribee. And, and hopefully that sort of engenders some sort of interest in our club um, from that point of view. Yeah, absolutely. And another, yeah, and another idea was to have, uh, uh, and this is take a bit of time, to show a timeline history of the club on one of our walls in pictorial form. So it was uh, starting from 65 or maybe even earlier because there was a number of clubs that were uh, disbanded and uh, create and formed to create the Werribee Football Club. That we could show, show a timeline history of the club from '65 or earlier, right through to uh, current day. No, it's uh, it's good to hear that uh, all those plans are in place. In terms of your uh, your role with the board, uh, Ian, does it take up uh, more time than you originally were probably told that it would? I don't think I was ever told how much it was going to take up. Uh, <laughs> they do that for a reason, Ian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it probably has taken up more time than I expected, um, but it, it's not a problem for me. Uh, you know, we, we, I'm, I'm retired now, living at home with uh, my wife, Mickey, and um, uh, and we've got a number of other interests and activities, but uh, I seem to be able to fit in uh, sufficient time uh, to work with Mark and with the other board members to um, to do things that's, that are important for the club. Uh, you know, we it's a club that really needs as much assistance as it possibly can get from uh, board members and from members and from uh, even volunteers. Uh, you know, we need to have as many volunteers as we possibly can. And, and um, uh, the more people who are involved in the club, the easier and the less time, yes, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate the, the time that you give to the club. I know you give an enormous amount of time, and uh, it really is appreciated and acknowledged by uh, by everyone around the around the place. I look forward to seeing you at the game on uh, on the weekend, Ian. Thanks for your time. Good on you, Kev. No worries. Thanks. Bye-bye. Fantastic to have Ian Hovey and Jack Fitzpatrick on our Big W podcast. And a reminder about a few things coming up at the club, including, of course, the fact we'd love to see you there this Saturday afternoon when we take on Frankston. It will be a big day. It's our diversity day. It's free to get in, so come on down uh, and uh, take advantage of that. Well, actually, it's a gold coin donation, but, you know, that's almost free. Uh, the game gets underway at 2 o'clock against Frankston, but before that, at 11.30, will be a WRFL women's game between Werribee Centrals and Caroline Springs. We've got multicultural music and dances. We've got uh, local and international uh, food vendors there, uh, as well as Jimmy's Barbecue and a whole lot more, so we'd love to see you down there. Thanks to our community partners and diversity partners, CDC Victoria and uh, Pacific Werribee and the Werribee Hospital Foundation uh, for uh, being part of our Diversity Day. And it's also, of course, our Ladies High Tea Day. Uh, which is very nice. If you uh, would like to jump on and uh, and be part of it, uh, you can uh, jump on the online shop. That's uh, shop.werebfc.com.au and you can book at $60 uh, per ticket. 
And uh, there's a high tea, there's uh, pampering stations, there's lots of door prizes and raffles, there's a comedian, uh, there's all sorts of things going on. Uh, and it starts at 12 o'clock through till 4, the ladies' high tea day. So we look forward to uh, you being at Churnsides by the River for that. And, of course, a reminder about our auction on the 3rd of August. Tickets also available for that now uh, for a great night out, a terrific night, uh, and uh, you'll pick up a bargain too. Anything from white goods through to holidays uh, through to uh, sporting memorabilia, it's all there in the auction, and we'd love you to be part of our big night. That's on the 3rd of August. So uh, we look forward to your company then. Look forward to uh, talking to you once again uh, for the Big W podcast, uh, but uh, like to see you at Avalon Airport Oval this coming Saturday when we take on Frankston. Go the Big W. Thank you.